channeling that energy into your physical body in a way to get things moving. So I describe it kind of like a deep tissue massage for your soul. Welcome to the Sensitive Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki, and I'm going to teach you how to overcome your fears, conquer your dreams, and own your life. I'm so happy that you're here. Now let's get started. Hi, Carly. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I can't wait to learn more about you and your story to share with my listeners. If you don't mind, give us a little introduction, tell us what you do and how you help um, people in your online space. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to chat. I really appreciate this opportunity. So yeah, Um, my name is Carly Wright. (laughs) I'm still getting used to my new last name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I live in San Diego. I am a Reiki master, a spiritual life coach, and I help women with, um, who have chronic anxiety really reclaim their power over their physical body, over their emotions so that they can feel more at peace, more at home with themselves and more control of their lives. So this came from a really long long journey of my own to work on my own chronic anxiety, panic attacks, depression, um, kind of went through a period of trying it all, therapy, medication, um, changing my surroundings, changing my environment, uh, seeking help in very traditional ways. And then once I shifted my focus into these more non-traditional ways of healing and really kind of owning all of these parts of me is when the light bulb went off in my head that it's possible to not stay anxious for forever. And so, um, you know, my goal is really just to kind of pay that forward to people that I work with. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So your own journey with anxiety is what you led to what led you to start doing this? Um, when did you decide or when did you start taking on clients or helping other people? Um, did that start online or did that start in person? Do you, you do yoga also, right? Yeah. So okay. in my parallel life before starting this uh-huh. part of my business, I was a social worker for 10 years. So I've always been in the helping profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, and So I worked in group homes, I worked for child welfare, I worked, um, I did therapeutic groups for teens. Um, So I've always had a real passion for helping people, but through that, well, one, that career just did not help my anxiety. Yeah. (laughs) But I also felt really limited in the way that I was able to help the people that I was entrusted to help. I felt really limited by bureaucracy, by theories by all of these things there were like everything was very structured and I was like well I know like all these other things could help too so that sparked my curiosity in um wanting to learn more about yoga and then through yoga I found Reiki and all this other like this whole other world opened up for me so um 
my my journey really started in yoga and deepening that practice for myself, but also um, wanting to take a yoga teacher training because I was interested in learning more about yoga, but also how could I use this to help others? So it started mm-hmm. with taking yoga classes, teaching them for free out in the community here in San Diego, getting into different studios, and then um, then finding Reiki. And so how that all started was I just started practicing on my friends and family, my roommates. Um, and sorry, I just lost my train. No, that's okay. You started practicing Reiki on Oh yeah. On I started practicing Reiki first and foremost on myself. And as I, um, continued that knowledge and the education and that, in that practice, I started practicing on roommates, friends, family, um, offering free or really low cost sessions. Um, just really wanting to learn more about how this was impacting my own energy, other people's energy. Was it really working? Was it effective? Uh, so I did that for a couple of years for probably like two to three years, just doing trades, just kind of understanding the energy work a little bit more, um, for the last year using Reiki as a means to help people with their anxiety. It's been my full-time job. So I take clients locally and in person here in San Diego, but also, um, long distance, long distantly as well. I have clients all over the U S uh, uh-huh. which was really exciting and in Canada actually. That's cool. International. Yes. Take it. That's awesome. So like as a teacher, I totally understand what you're saying as a social worker. Um, It's so frustrating because you know things that can help and yet you're not allowed or you don't have enough time to, to do all these things with the people you're, you're entrusted to help that you're supposed to grow these people. And um, so I understand that completely. Um, but I do want to talk, I want to talk some more about Reiki. I want to know what it is, how it works, and all that good stuff, because myself, I'm not very educated on it, and I'd love to share that more with my listeners. Um, if you can just give us a little insight into what it is, like, like we're kindergartners, and just explain that out. Yeah, and I, I'm going to preface this too by saying, like, it's not lost on me how out there it sounds describing Reiki like I was very cynical of all and skeptical of like all these practices before I found them yeah post in a very like get it together kind of family mindset and then now this is the exact opposite spectrum of like woo these like woo practices but yeah Reiki is incredible (laughs) it is so Reiki breaks down that the word actually means universal life force energy. So everything that we encounter in life, including ourselves, everything's made of energy. So Mm -hmm. it's about channeling that energy into your physical body in a way to get things moving. So I describe it kind of like a deep tissue massage for your soul. Experience that we've ever had in our life from the time that we were in utero up until right now has made an imprint on our body. Good, bad, indifferent. We, our bodies remember everything that we've ever been through. So 
if there are experiences that were traumatic or that were painful for us and we've never physically processed them, um, they start to manifest in our body in different ways, inflammation, physical pain, anxiety, depression, um, digestive issues, headaches, like all of these little things. There's spiritual causes to a lot of our physical ailments and, yeah. um, and symptoms. So Reiki is a way to kind of investigate in your own energy what's going on. How can we remove that stagnant energy? How can we, we remove maybe the physical pain that's sitting in your body and get you feeling more peaceful, more um, in tune with yourself. So it's kind of, yeah, it's like guided meditation meets healing meets a massage for your soul. Okay. <laughs> like a little dusting off of your aura. So it's really a way to energetically release experiences from your body. I like that. Dusting off of your aura. Is that what you said? <laughs> I'm writing that down. Um, okay. So confession, I had a Reiki massage several years ago um, because I had a knee injury that would not go away. I had done everything in my power that I knew of. And I, I looked stuff up online and I'm like, what the heck? Like it says this stuff works. <laughs> like I'm willing to try anything. And this is before I got really into the woo woo type, you know, spiritual stuff, but you know, still believing that, you know, there's obviously something more than us out there. I'm like, I'm let's go for it. I, I'm going to give this a try. And I remember going in and I was like, well, this is not like a massage, <laughs> but I cried. I cried during the thing and it was so wild to me because um, I'm not sure that she even like spoke to me or whatever, but I just, it was just emotionally like overcome and it has to be now that I hear you talking, it was just like release of like traumas or whatever I've, I'd gone through um, prior to that running injury, which is, you know, kind of what brought it on. So that's really, really interesting. It's kind of come full circle for me because I did, I did it and I told you, I want to talk about this Reiki but I just don't know about it. You know, like I'm just uneducated um, on what it does. Um, so that's really, really cool. So how can somebody use Reiki to help with their anxiety? Um, what would they do? Where would they start? Say if somebody is ready to try it, um, where would you start? Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I would say, and I recommend this to anyone who, whether you're working with a coach, whether you're working with a healer, anytime you're wanting to branch out, even a therapist, mm -hmm. um, anyone that you are seeking to exchange money for services with, yes. as far as yes. your anxiety healing, make sure first and foremost that you're going to a person who's well-versed in whatever it is that you're going through. So for me, my specialty is anxiety. I understand it very intimately, not only from like my professional education, but from my life as well. 
And there's plenty of people that come to me with different diagnoses that I'm not as familiar with, and I'll refer them to other people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to work with someone who, who gets where you're coming from, um, because that piece of it is invaluable. Yeah. I've also worked with therapists that like, I've never, I mean, my own treatment and self, I've worked with therapists and doctors that didn't understand anxiety on a personal level. And for me, I felt really Mm -hmm. um, just kind of passed over. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel like I was being treated compassionately. So that was, that was big for me. And anxiety, right, already tells you that you're not worthy and it tells you failing and that you suck and all these things. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, well, now my feeling that I don't feel good enough is not validated by, you know, and then I don't feel good enough because I don't feel good enough. And And now I'm anxious about being anxious and like, I'm trying to get help. And like, so don't be afraid to, if you see someone um, that you are really interested in working with, don't be afraid to ask them questions about their experience with whatever it is you're going through, whether it's anxiety, whether it is like autoimmune, all, you know, all these things. Mm-hmm. Why I specifically love Reiki for anxiety is because um, anxiety is a very physical and a lot of people mm-hmm. don't talk about that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about the emotional aspects of like um, feeling anxious and what that looks like as far as your interactions with other people or your thought processes, processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I, anxiety is a very, it takes a real physical toll on your body. It's not just, um, the thoughts. It's also like, uh, the panic attacks are really mm-hmm. physical. Um, and then I like to call them like the, the panic attack hangover that could mm-hmm. last like for days after you have a panic attack where you're exhausted, you're sensitive to sound, you're sensitive to light, um, different stimulus, your emotions are kind of all out of whack. You might have inflammation or physical pain in your body that's related to your anxiety. So for me, um, Reiki really helps to go in and clear out some of that, like I call it emotional scar tissue that's left behind. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> from from the panic, from the actual, from the actual um, panic attack or if you were just like triggered in your anxiety, this really helps to balance out not just the emotional, but the physical aspect too. And when you can start to bridge the gap between those two real symptoms that anxiety has, that's when healing, uh, I think I've seen it and I've experienced it. That's when the healing really begins to take on a life of its own and it begins to be more consistent Mm-hmm. Uh, for people because therapy is wonderful I've been a therapist I've received yeah. therapy but it only tackles so much of the anxiety it's also important to get in and um and work on that on that physical piece that is so good because honestly you know sometimes like that physical piece is more stressful than the emotional, you know, personally from, I'm speaking from personal experience. Like I know there have been times where I'm just like, I just can't, I can't like, uh, I could not function because my heart would not slow down. I'm like, I've already, I've gotten up, I've worked out. 
I've drank a glass of wine. I've done everything that I know to like kind of lower my heart rate and it's just not happening. And I'm, I'm tight. I'm tense. Um, I've had TMJ in the past. I've broken teeth from TMJ, <laughs> which is crazy, but yes, I have. Um, so yeah. Oh gosh, that's so good. And I think that's, something a lot of people don't think of um, because I've been to therapy as well, but they don't, it doesn't, um, they don't work on your, I guess, physical body is what I'm trying to say. And I like what you just brought up too about like the, your heart rate and just like, mm -hmm. that's all you can focus on when your heart, yes. I remember like I got EKGs, like several mm -hmm. EKGs. I thought I was having a heart attack. I was like, I didn't realize that it was actually anxiety causing this like, mm -hmm in my heart and this elevated heart rate I thought there's something wrong with me mm -hmm. but when you have physical symptoms like that and you're already anxious on top of it it's that's all you can focus on is yes. the physical aspect it doesn't matter what therapeutic tips or mindset tools or um journal prompts mm -hmm. or anything that someone can give you in that moment because yeah. you're all you're seeing it is from an anxious perspective so if you can get the physical side effects and the physical um symptoms under control then you can calm your mind and be open to absorbing the emotional aspect or you know the the mindset work that goes into helping the anxiety so that's for me like i was in therapy for a long time but i didn't absorb a lot of the information because i was like well my chest hurts and i can't stop my mind from slowing down so yes all, all, all of these things are just making me more stressed out. Mm -hmm. More things that I have to do that I feel like I can't do because I can't yeah. focus. And yes, I'm so with you. I'm like just, I'm like having revelation after revelation talking to you. I've never heard anxiety treatment talked about or I've never looked at it this way. And I'm just like mind blown over here. So <laughs> I'm just going with it. Okay, cool. Okay, so you also do some chakra reading. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you kind of translate that, how you feel it, and how you use that to help your clients you work with? Yeah, so the chakras are, that's kind of how I translate the information that I feel in someone's body or someone's energy back to them. So it's almost like your internal GPS system. Uh, we have, all of us have, um, for the purpose of this and without me talking for hours, uh -huh. seven, main, seven main chakras in our body okay. um, that are most, you know, that are most talked about. And they start from the base of our spine all the way up to the crown of our head. And they are connected with different emotions, organs, um, different emotions, organs, colors, scents, different themes within our physical body. So when I am working with someone, I, I can actually go in and draw out what someone's chakra will look like. Mm -hmm. A healthy balance chakra, let me back up. The word chakra in itself translates to spinning wheel. So a healthy balance chakra will rotate, um, it will rotate as an open circle. Okay. If I go in, and I use a pendulum to check this, mm -hmm. 
whatever direction my pendulum goes in, that's how I draw the chakra out. Mm -hmm. So you can see where there might be stagnant energy in one area of the body or where there's some indecision, where someone's really way open and maybe they need to bring it back in or mm -hmm. where someone's balanced and doing a great job. Okay. This way we have something to work off of and it's not just well you're anxious here's some tools to work on mm -hmm. it will come up of okay well there is some stagnant energy in your root chakra so our root chakra deals with our home life our work life our sense of survival our relationship with money so we can pinpoint is one of those things right now causing anxiety in your life so we have a targeted way to focus on where your healing is going to go um I would just say in general, because of the work that I do with anxiety and inner child stuff, I attract all of the people with root and sacral stuff always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's normally, is that where you see it the most? Yeah. A root and sacral. Okay. And a lot of women, um, throat chakra stuff too, self-expression, kind of owning their voice, really um, wanting to be heard and, and just mm -hmm. effective communication. Mm -hmm. So. Um, so for the work that we'll do together, it is really about having, having a plan, having a map in your body. It's like being given the user manual for your body <laughs> so you can understand yeah. this. And then to add, on, to add on to that, if there is some emotional stuff coming up in that chakra, like you were saying with your knee issue, mm -hmm. stuff too, our knees are connected with moving forward. Sometimes people will have low back pain or sciatica, and that's all related to an imbalance in the root chakra as well. So if there's physical pain in that area, it could be related to an emotional thing as well. So that's why I like to kind of target people's, um, people's energy in that way, because it makes more it makes more sense. It makes the healing work that we do a little more tangible of like we can focus on these areas. Very cool. That is so awesome. Okay. So what are some ways that people can right now work on root or sacral chakra if they're feeling, you know, I know that they haven't had a read reading, but they think, oh, this might be what's going on. What's What's like an activity or something they can do to um, try to balance that out or get yeah. it moving? What's it called? Yeah, get that. <laughs> Rebalancing it. <laughs> the simplest way to feel, to get your root chakra in balance, because um, the root chakra is all about feeling grounded, all mm -hmm. about the earth element. So spending time outside. Okay. And I know depending on where you live, if it's winter, like real winter right now, not like San Diego winter. Yeah. <laughs> hard to get out and spend you know time outside mm -hmm. <laughs> it's snow um, yeah. but getting outside spending time outside um and that actually helps with the sacral as well the sacral chakra is associated with the water element so spending time near the water or taking a bath taking a shower uh listening to water sounds oh. if it's not if you don't live near water if you're not um if it's too cold to make your way to a body of water um okay. there's different foods you can eat too to balance out the chakra so you think the root chakra it's root vegetable so oh. anything that like any of those earthy like rooted mm -hmm. are really good for nourishing 
your root chakra and red foods as well. So red is associated with the root chakra. Um, so like I always tell people beets are a double whammy for the root chakra because yeah. it's that beautiful red and it's a root vegetable. So get some beets, <laughs> get some beets and go outside. Those are root chakra. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then for the sacral, that's orange. Um, so anything, but uh, sacral chakra is also associated with like sensuality, playfulness, mm -hmm. feminine energy. So like sweet things. So oranges, honey, tangerines, um, dancing, mm -hmm. coloring, laughing. I actually just did an Instagram story about this today and that for me, laughing is a spiritual practice. So if I'm feeling like it's been a really serious week or I've been doing a lot of the like deep work on myself, I will go listen to stand-up comedy or I'll watch a funny movie. And so laughing for me is a spiritual practice, but anything that's, um, anything that's like creatively driven is really good for the sacral chakra. Awesome. I love yeah. that. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I do have a few, like, I call them fun questions. Some people tell me they're not fun. I ask at the end of my interview. Um, so are you up for that? Yeah, I love that. Okay, cool. So the first one is, what is your favorite personal development book? Ooh. <laughs> or the best one for someone to get started if they're just starting on a personal development kind of journey? Um, I guess I have the same answer for both. That okay. question. Um, you are a badass is probably the first like personal development book that I ever picked up mm -hmm. that I felt like she, um, Jen Sincero, I think that's how you say her last name. I think so. It felt like she was speaking my language. I think cause she's from New York. I'm from New Jersey. It's very okay. much that like tough love kind yeah. of, um, but it made everything feel really like, she, it felt like she was talking to me and it, mm -hmm. it made me that book really like sparked within me. Like I need to take care, better care of myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I yeah. think it's a really easy one. So like I, it's a very easy read. Um, and then at the end of each chapter, there's little exercises you can do too. So for me, that one was a great one to start with. And the first one that really was like, Oh, there's someone else that speaks my language. <laughs> That's yeah. also like into these spiritual practices too. Yes, I agree. And I think that that one's not written in the typical manner of a self-help personal development book. So it's easier to read if you're not really accustomed to the language and like how, you know, all of this stuff that we do that have been doing this for a long time and other people are like, hmm, yeah. <laughs> not sure about that. So yeah, good recommendation. Okay. So number two is the best workshop, conference, retreat you've ever attended, and why? Ooh. <laughs> or the one that's given you the biggest aha, or you feel like made the most impact on your life? So my friend Tara ran a yoga retreat in Thailand about, mm. I want to say it was like three years ago. Okay. It was the first time I had been to a yoga retreat. I went there by myself, not really knowing anyone. And this was her, also her first mm -hmm. school because it's this like led to so much. 
it was her first yoga retreat that she ever led. And for me, it, that was like the turning point in my personal development journey and just being connected with other women that who were also, I mean, they're to practice yoga, they're to practice, they're to travel, they're to have experiences. But what I got from that was um, so much growth and self-love and appreciation. I'd never been really to a retreat or a conference or anything like it. And when I came back, I was so inspired to turn my life around. And from that, like I look back at the last three years of my life and that moment changed it all. That's awesome. I love that. That's so, that's such a, I've not heard one like that before. So I love that. Okay, cool. All right. Number three, what is your power song? What gets you pumped up? Oh my gosh. I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) I see your songs on your um, Instagram stories. So I know we have similar tastes. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know if it's necessarily a particular song, but definitely like Beyonce. If I need to really quickly shift my mood, I will put Beyonce on and dance in my kitchen. But love it. That is. Gosh, now I'm trying to think. You know, I ask this question to people all the time. And I never <laughs> for myself. Uh-huh. But I think Beyonce is my go-to. Okay. Or just really anything like early 90s hip-hop mm-hmm. is what takes me to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, cool. All right, number four. We're almost finished. Four is beach, mountains, or desert. Where do you prefer to be? Beach. I know. I was like, she lives in San Diego. (laughs) But I do love the mountains and the desert. So that's what's nice about San Diego. It's it's got a little bit of everything, but I can't imagine not living by the water. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to be there soon. (laughs) (laughs) On my way. Okay, last one. Favorite place you've ever traveled? Ooh, um... That is a tie between Thailand and Ireland. Um, mm. Yeah. Ireland, I lived there for a couple of months, and um, it felt like home. Mm-hmm. I've never been there before, but it really felt like home. And then Thailand's probably, I think because I have that emotional connection with, like, so much shifted mm-hmm. when I was traveling there for this retreat, mm-hmm. but it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to, and the people that were there were just so incredible and so um so sweet and so wonderful so I think it's a a tie between them I love it love it yeah I went to Ireland I did not live there but it is very homey people make you feel very welcome there so you're like part of the family I know like everybody was so friendly and like okay hey (laughs) we're just happy to be there it's cool okay Awesome. So tell our listeners where can people find you online if they want to look you up and um, connect. Sure. So on Instagram, my handle is the electric warrior. I, um, I post a lot in my stories. It's a mix between me being goofy and also I share daily anxiety hacks. Um, and then Facebook, you can find me, Carly Wright. Uh, the last name is W-R-I-G-H-T. And I run a free community uh, called Anxiety Warriors, Holistic Anxiety Healing. And it's just 
I just love checking in with the community every day. We talk about energy work, spirituality, and how, um, how that helps in anxiety healing. So it's just, it's a really solution-based supportive community. So connect with me on either one. Those are my two main um, platforms that I hang out on. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. Can't wait to share this with my people. Yay, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.